Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to a very late edition of Random Encounters. I was out to dinner and only got back a couple of minutes ago. I'm one of your hosts, Dan, alongside on-time Steve, also on-time X, and probably on-time to Jeff. I've been here since 2.30. Yeah. In my head. I was here an hour early playing video games waiting for you to stop taking shit and get on. What have you guys been playing this week, Steve? Um, I've been wrapping up the normal mode of uh, Wildlands. I got into tier mode, which has become way too difficult for me. Uh, it Basically, it's reverse leveling. You start at tier 50 and get experience down to tier 1. And as you go down, <clears throat> the game just gets more and more difficult to the point where one shot will take you out. So I had to activate my idiot robot teammates because they have to pick my ass up every time I get shot in the back. And uh, I've been, I'm probably going to try to wrap up all the story. And I actually started playing some Everspace last night and some today. And that's actually a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. So I'm real happy for that pickup. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Max. Pokemon. Nothing Let's go. Nothing. Actually, no, no PUBG. Are you worried that we just picked up another follower while you were walking away, and you're very, very close to having to give away your? Oh no! Teams? I mean, I I want to do that. I feel like that'll be a very good team building experience when I give away all of my <laughs> legendaries. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Jeff, do you have your whiteboard ready? I got my whiteboard ready. I condensed it a little bit, so I had it. to I had to have at least played half an hour of it this week to put <laughs> it on there. I played Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark, which Steve, I'm going to convince you to get this while it's in early access and 10% what off. Is it? it is the, basically a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, what's it called? Fell Seal like Arbiter's Mark. Phil, P-H-I-L? F-E-L-L currently 10% off at the Steam store. Uh, I'm loving this game. I love the art style. It plays like an old tactics game. Oh, uh, we talked about this before. I already have it on my wish list. Yeah, right up your alley. I re- highly recommend it. Uh, I beat New Super Mario Brothers Switch U Deluxe Extravaganza this week for game number four of my five in 2019 I beat. Sweet. Uh, been Did real you, deep. Have you, have you beaten that already as a Wii U game? Does I have not. Count? It, oh, yeah, it okay. does. It does count if you beat a game again. Okay. You just have to roll credits in 2019. About halfway through Devil May Cry Five, which, as a non-fan of the series, fantastic game. I am. I love this game. I wanna. And I wanna loop back around that too because I've been playing that as well. It's. It's gonna make me go back and play, the collection after I'm done with this. <laughs> Uh, I found a mod that lets you play Goldeneye for the N64 with a mouse and keyboard, which is now the only way to play Goldeneye uh, in 2019. Now that you're talking about mods, did you mod Resident Evil yet? No, I have that on the PS4. I'm wait, waiting for the... Market. This is why I you know. play PC. Uh, I didn't have the PC when I bought Resident Evil to remake, but it I... will be one of those double purchases I make for this new computer you cannot play that game without installing the uh double x mod where mr x not only has a distance sensitive uh uh, what is it that x gonna give it to you song 
So if he's behind a door, you won't hear it. But as soon as he breaks down the door, it like starts full blast. So it startles you with it, the rap music. It makes and, you wonder why Capcom didn't include this from the start. Yeah. It seems like a no-brainer. And the other one is, I think it's called the Mr. Sexy mod that just makes him have a uh, banana hammock with the little umbrella logo on the end that's dangling around. <laughs> so you got to use both of those together to really just like freak you out when he just busts the door. Home. That, that's how the outbreak really spread. Um, yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of Banished, which is like a uh, society builder sim. Highly recommend that one too if you're looking for a just a relaxation game. I went old school and found a copy of No One Lives Forever. And if you're unaware of this game, you need to play it. It's an old 2000s shooter about a 60s spy. Uh, funny as hell. Kind of like Austin Powers, but a little bit more serious. Um, Isn't that a middle... 007 title? Yes. Uh, huh? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of one oh, of the movies, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's a title of 007. That game has nothing to do with 007. But he's like, it's you play a spy, like Austin Powers. I'm like, this yeah. sounds like the same kind of thing. It's, uh, it, it, I don't want to spoil it. Just seek it out. It's not for sale anywhere. It's yep. in legal is, rights You're not going to spoil a game that you can't buy. <laughs> Nobody's going to be I'm, able to get a hold I'm of it. I'm going to tell you. Just go download it, because that's the only way you're going to get a copy. <laughs> um, Worth it. Piracy is wrong, except when there's no possible way to get the game through money. <laughs> uh, played a little bit of Planet Coaster because I was getting a roller coaster tycoon itch, but I didn't want to break out the old, old roller coaster tycoon. Uh, got back into Dirt 2.0, which I finally started to learn how to drive properly. So it's a lot more fun. And I'm currently playing through the, since we mentioned DLC last week, the DLC for Mario Rapids Kingdom Battle. It took me forever to figure out what that like picture was that you put on Instagram until I realized it was Mario plus Rapids Kingdom Battle. It's only like half the screen. And for my mechs moment, I obviously played pinball this week. But that's it. So mechs that's it? moment of the week. You do have a job, right? Because I'm not convinced that there's enough time in a week span to play so we work, shit. We work 980, so we do our 80 hours uh, for the two weeks in nine days instead of 10. So every other Friday I'm off, which means Thursday night I'm up late. Friday night, I get every every other week I get a three-day weekend, which comes in real handy for yeah. playing a ass ton of games. And no kids, which is always super helpful. No kids. We plan. My me and my girlfriend are planners, so if we if we're doing something on the weekend, we know about it like two weeks ahead of time. So we know what kind of downtime we have. So you can sneak in four hundred games into the downtime. Yep. There was a there was a new game I just heard was coming out from the people that made Terraria or whatever that game you like is, but I can't remember what it's called and now I don't I can't find it. So well, let's just assume it doesn't exist. That would probably be Terraria. Oh, that's the game that already exists. It's a no, new but you game. said the makers of. Yeah. Yeah. One of the guys that made Terraria and like some other people are making a new game. Okay. And it got a, and it got a date, and I thought that I mean. That's all you talk about, so I figured you'd be excited about it, but I can't remember what it is. So what the fuck is the game? Just, How much? Just, just, just forget what I said. He could be I making. Pl I played a nothing. baseball game. It could suck. <laughs> I played nothing but Devil May Cry this week. Holy shit, that game's really good. So good. 
I haven't played a single Devil May Cry game since one. And I remember Devil May Cry being pretty good, but I was also like 13 when it it's came out. It's just so fucking stupid. And it, <laughs> nothing should be in that's in this game should be in this game. You're like, oh, shit, they did it. All right, cool. And it's just, it's, it's fun. It's flat out fun. Did you, did you say you were playing it on the PS4? PC. Oh, you're playing it on PC. I'm running this thing. I, 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 it still blows my mind that like when you buy a good PC, like it, works i was i'm running everything at ultra settings and i was like i wonder what my cpu usage is and it's like 22 nothing. and i'm like nothing so great i'm i have a moderately okay pc and i was i'm pissed off number one that they don't have any ultra wide settings in devil may cry it's my only oh, great for this game squashed uh monitor yeah so i just have black or gray bars on each side but uh I had people over on on saturday and i was like all right i'm taking this thing down to my 4k 120 hertz tv i'm gonna melt my freaking cp or my uh, gpu with this game couldn't do it could hardly get it to drop a frame the thing is not graphic intensive at all but it looks awesome it's weird when did capcom stop just releasing shit i don't know started making great games again uh it's two years of 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 decent I'm it's actually obvious we're not looking for sponsors because i'm just like capcom was shit <laughs> <laughs> They, yeah, there was a long streak where they just weren't putting out anything worthwhile. Um, well, you guys are talking about hardware, and I'm actually really, really happy with uh, the current way that hardware has not been using your CPU as a bottleneck quite as hard. Because I had a ancient, ancient Radeon HD like 7850 or something like that that I've been trucking along for like the past five years. And it did an okay job, but it was definitely starting to show its age. Like I, I could play Far Cry Five, but some of the settings were cranked down pretty, pretty low. And uh, when I picked up my, what is it, a uh, GTX 1070, and it's like I don't even need a processor. Everything just runs real smooth off the card because I could tell that my old card was offloading to my processor because you could hear it like the fan starting to rev up <laughs> when things were getting hot. And I'm like, I hope this is going to be all right. I haven't heard my fan rev up since I put it in. It's it's just absolutely running it like a champ. And I'm like, I'm, it's like two two times better the architecture. And it's every game that I've played, which hasn't been graphically intense granted looks so good plays so smooth i've had zero issues outside of uh ironically enough far cry 5 there's something with it that just makes it look like shit but probably just need uh, to update the game ready drivers or something like that uh, it's something weird with like the the filtering which is something that i don't have patience for anymore is dicking around with the settings too much and it was like a some sort of scaling ratio was wrong where it wanted to be you need to put it like two but you couldn't modify it in the game you actually have to go out and modify it in the nvidia settings like manually override it and i was like i don't want to sit here and screw around with two separate settings just to get this one game to look right and i wasn't too happy about that but everything else that i've just played it automatically jacks all the settings to max and just goes and it's it's fantastic i love it it's nice yeah it is and i'm even what two generations behind at this point yeah well, you bought a relatively you have a 1070 correct yeah it's a gtx 1070 and then there was what another 
generation in between the like the twenty seventies, eighties, and sixties. Now they just they brought out a RTXless uh, sixteen sixty. That's kind of right on comparison with like a ten seventy Ti. So I mean, you're you're still in, you're still fine if you're not pushing a lot of pixels. Which I don't know what kind of monitor you have, but you're probably no. not pushing too many pixels. It'll be all right. Yeah, uh, I actually my monitor is probably the weakest point that I have right now because that's way older than my computer. Because it's it's one of those things where like I upgrade my computer in pieces until basically you just need to radically change it all out. And uh, the or you join a podcast and your computer breaks. Yeah. <laughs> But the monitor is one of those legacy pieces, like a keyboard. You just never change it until something happens and it breaks, or until the technology is just so good that it, you don't like looking at an antique anymore. Well, the your computer could definitely play Devil May Cry Five fine because it is not heavy on anything. Like I cannot get it to so drop good. off seventy five frames, which is was... the max resolution of my monitor. I, I saw that game and I was like, eh, I don't know about it. And I remember playing one and actually really, really enjoying it. And I never played any of the others. And they just kept, the quality kept sort of teetering. Because I think when you got to like four and some of the off-brand ones, people weren't really that happy people with People weren't too huge on DMC. I mean, people that actually played the game tend to like it. A lot of people just shit on it because it you know, wasn't the character they wanted it to be. Yeah. This game, this game's back to true form. I mean, it's everything is just so fluid and like just everything is just really good. And I like it a lot. I, uh, Jeff and I were talking, you know, is it too early to put something in the game of the year talk? It's definitely not. You can definitely put things in the game, game of the year discussion because, uh, I think this definitely My front runner right now. Uh, did you get the, the, like the super special edition of division two? Have you gotten in there yet? Or do you have to wait until tomorrow? No, I got to wait until, Tomorrow or Friday? Uh, tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow midnight. It's a Friday. Uh, then I shouldn't have bought that game earlier because I got my Thursdays for, or booked up now. Uh, no, I got the the regular version of it. Um, I've, heard, I've heard some decent things about that. I've heard it's a good sightseeing game at the very least. So. Yeah. Did you play Division 1? I did. How much did you play? Because it seems like you do kind of what I do and hop around games a lot. I'm a hopper. I probably played a good, like, 10 12 hours of it uh did you ever get into the dark zone no all right that was probably what turned me off on the game the most because it was so enticing that you could get into the pvp area and pick up like really good stuff that could just push you along the story mode and uh the way that you got the items out was probably the most ill-conceived thing I could possibly think of. <laughs> is um, what it was is like you'd go into this PvP area, and you could just take on the the guys like normal, and you get some pretty hot loot. But the idea was is that it's all contaminated, so you have to send it away, and then they'll clean it for you and shove it in your box. So you have to get to any designated point on the map and call for a helicopter, which would take like a minute or two to get to you. And then anybody could run over to the line and put their stash on it and it would take it off and go. But there's always some max level fucker who's just sitting there with a machine gun waiting till the rope comes down and just lays waste to everybody in the area, steals all their shit, puts it on the rope and it 
it flies off. Because yeah, I said for years, open. the worst thing about games is people. Yeah, and I was like, it's it's really fucking annoying to do any sort of collection, and you just know that guy's sitting there waiting, and you're never going to be able to kill him because it's like him and maybe two other people who are just waiting to corpse everybody. And as soon as you activate the helicopter, like a beacon goes off on the map. So everybody's making a beeline right there waiting for you or to ambush you. And the only penalty was like you get marked as a traitor and there's a bounty on your head. But almost nobody is going to be in the zone to even bother with them. So well, they fixed just... all that. So none of that is in the game anymore. That, that sounds like a lot more interesting version of the game. Although, I mean, they fixed a lot of it in... Division one as well. They went back and patched and fixed a lot of things, and this is just kind of an iteration of that. And uh, when it goes on sale, I will probably buy it. I'll uh, I'll think about it. the The enemies get a little bullet spongy for my taste because it's just sort of a numbers check game. You can't really, I mean, you can't really make a video game like this and not have the enemies scale up in difficulty any other way i mean it's yeah yeah but at the same time if you train for a couple weeks and i shoot you in the face you're still going down (laughs) yeah that's one of the things i liked about they tried to make it like uh you know a little bit more realistic by adding armor that actually flies off them so it looks like you're actually like busting armor off of them well like ghost recon wildlands they have a thing where any headshot will kill doesn't matter what you're using if you plug it in the head they will die and that was one of the things that annoyed me about um, the division was like you'd get to a point where you're just unloading a giant machine gun into some like dude's face and he's just this normal grunt but he happens to be level 30 and you're level 10 and he's just shaking off this gunfire in, in his face and you're just like all right okay i'll come back after i get the same exact gun that's also level 20 and we'll be fine yeah, I mean, that's one of the problems with just the more realistic, grounded loot-and-shoot games is that, you know, it makes more sense when you're putting a thousand bullets into an alien, but when you're putting it into a regular dude, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Max, you awake over there? Yeah, I'm just playing poker. All right, well, let's move on <laughs> to our first topic, which is only in here just to take a quick, cheap shot at EA. They're not having a press conference at E3 this year. How Anybody do have... know what the new roster for Madden is if they don't do an E3 press conference? I was really looking forward to a 20-minute mobile game right in the middle of their press conference this year, but I guess I'm going to have to wait until next. Yep. What yeah. What Diablo uh, clone? I, I don't know what EA would have to offer. They release the same thing every year, just with a new athlete on the cover. Good for you, EA. This Keep is Max's turn to say something mean about EA. Uh, EA is bad. Let's yeah, not buy on. games from them. Harry, Harry Potter's coming out with an AR game in the vein of Pokemon Go. Does anybody have any interest in this? I do. No. Um, how? How? I don't know. Like you, you, you do some spells and you open some doors. Okay, but to what end? I don't know. It's uh, pr- probably going to fail miserably, just no, like no, Ghostbusters here's, did. Here's the thing, because I'm I'm slightly too old for the the Harry Potter craze. Those fans exist, and I know they, they download do. this. And they will play the shit out of it, Wait, and it will make it them AR? augmented reality. You know, you uh, hold your phone up and like wizard blasts and stuff. Uh, it's probably you collect creatures that are incredible, and then fantastic you, 
Yes, sorry, fantastic. And then you Beast perhaps team. train them, sometimes take them to training huts where there's some sort of individual who maybe has like a, a badge and you collect a couple of these and there might be about, I'd say four elite people who like also wizards, have these creatures. Wizards. Yeah, and then you fantastic your creatures against theirs and see if you can become the ultimate champion. Do any of these creatures have a sheen to them? Because I know that's Mex's big requirement for any game, is that shiny things need to be in it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not shiny. They're brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. Do they look different, though? Well, yeah. They're so, they're palette-swapped, basically. Jokes <laughs> aside, is there anything in... I'm not a Harry Potter guy, so this is an honest question. Is there anything that correlates to collecting that would you'd want to actually get all of a thing from Harry Potter? Not really. They probably break you into one of the three Hufflefarts or whatever the uh, different segments of their school is. And I, mean, I think that was the big the big drawback with the Ghostbusters game. I mean, there's, I mean, not not to mention that they just came out with an awful movie and put a sour taste in everyone's mouth. But nobody cared about the ghosts you were collecting. I mean, there was like Slimer and like Girl Slimer, and that <laughs> that's was her about name, Girl Slimer. I think that's what her name is. Yeah, well, that's the problem with that series is, like, there's a couple of ghosts that are interesting, but there's not enough to create a yeah. giant roster. And, that, and that's what I think. I think yeah. that that's where we're going to end up with this Harry Potter game. It doesn't matter. I don't think anybody's playing Pokemon Go because of the awesome gameplay. No. Uh, I mean, there's probably, I mean, there are, what, seven or eight movies? So you could probably fill, like, 50-ish creatures, but they're it's just going to be stuff nobody's ever heard of after that, and it's not going to be that interesting. You'd have to be dedicated to the series, which none of us are, so I don't think we can get really in-depth with it. I mean, unless no. you're like training to become a wizard, but I still don't I think, see how I you think make that's a gameplay what loop. Yeah, there's, it's, I don't know that you're actually collecting anything in this game. I think it's more like traveling to locations and claiming areas, like more like Egress was, the game that Pokemon Go was based off of to begin with. Hmm. Uh, I, had, only... I had a friend that was really, really into that back in state college, and I never understood it, but he was always out creeping around on campus claiming stuff. <laughs> claiming stuff like a goddamn freak. Uh, the Harry Potter, I I enjoyed it, but I'm not like a super fan. I would go to like Harry Potter World because there's some cool stuff going on there, but I mean, that's just, you can enjoy it as something that's familiar without having to be like, oh, this is definitely, like, a Slytherin wand because it has their unique insignia. Like, I don't fucking know that. I'm not, I don't know their their lore and their in-depthness. There was a, there was a leak a couple months ago about a, an actual video game that was involved with Harry Potter, and I thought when I saw this press release, that's what it was, and I was like, wow, that's a really weird thing just to announce in a press release, but it was not. It was an AR game that's not going to do very well. Wasn't one of the Harry Potter games, like, on the top list for when we did playstation probably there I was, was i mean i'm sure they sold a lot uh, of, that was the back in prime Stone game yeah, yeah i think prime it was like in the game top time. 20 or something like that and they, and they didn't gotta figure that that was during like the height of that first movie coming out too i didn't jump on until i think like the fourth movie because when harry potter came out like the first two or three movies are very like juvenile 
and I was already in my, I think, like later teens. So I was just like, no, this is some horse shit that I don't care about. It's kids stuff. And my family was watching it one day when I came back from something. And I was like, eh, there's some interesting things. And the story sort of matures along with those kids. Because you start out and like the first one is like, we're going to magic school. And there's all this kooky stuff and fun and interesting candies. And by the time you're done, they're like, there's child murder happening regularly. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this is interesting. Well, now you have my attention with the murder that's, of that's children. one of those things I think I'm like one or two years too old. For child to, murder? To, oh, no, child murder is timeless. Uh, I'm like one or two <laughs> years old to like really hit like the the peak of that mania that people are obsessed with it about. Yeah, like, like I, I, I definitely missed it. And I can go back and enjoy it. And I did enjoy it when I eventually watched them all. It was it was fine. But um, I don't have any, like, want or need to go back and do it again until my daughter probably gets old enough to be able to enjoy them. And then we'll just check them all out and go to, like, Disney World. And well, Is your wife a Harry Potter fan? She's pretty much in the same boat that I am. I think she okay. is a little bit more and that she actually read the books because they're more interesting. But... Uh, I mean, she never talks about it or brings it up or says anything about it. So pretty much the same level of interest that I am. Um, but yeah, until my kid's old enough to watch it, probably won't bother with it again. I might we, eventually. Uh, we just got rid of the books. Uh, I had to fill up an entire box with those seven <laughs> books and took them to the Goodwill, and they were not interested in them at all. But uh, they took them anyways. And thousand yeah. copies of them. What no. about the the new movies? Any interest in those? Like what is it fantastic beasts one and now two no <laughs> speaking of things that i actually though. care about uh halo's coming to pc it's yeah, it already i'm been actually pretty excited about this uh the first at least the first game was maybe two but mm. not not this entire collection not every halo game except five five's not in the master chief collection i don't it's actually not. even know I have I don't have an Xbox, so I'm 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 actually it is excited about one, this. two, three, four, and reach. Okay. Uh and then five came out after the Master Chief collection came out. Well, Re Reach isn't in the original Master Chief collection. That's part of the big news story it that was, they're putting Reach in. It was added or no, it was sorry, it was downloadable content that you could add to the collection. They they literally the just they literally just announced that yesterday, so I'm pretty sure it's not there. I mean on the Xbox. I don't. I'm pretty sure even on the Xbox, I think it's they just announced Reach yesterday. No, all right, then I'm wrong. I, I don't know. You're it's just that they could have lied at Inside Xbox. You can the go get your box. The honorable people at Inside Xbox. How dare you? But the the crazy thing that I don't think anybody saw coming because there was rumor of this for a while is that they're putting it on Steam. You know, that's a pretty much a direct competitor to you know Windows. Whatever the hell store they buy your games from. Do you never think actually it's because the there. Windows store is garbage? <laughs> I think it's because the Windows store is going away. See, I think that confuses me because uh, I wanted to play Crackdown 3 eventually, but isn't that only on the Windows store? Mm -hmm. Right. So they bring out this, you know, super hot bungees, greatest hits of um, Halo and they're not going to exclusivize it to their own thing. 
I mean, it makes sense to put it on Steam because if you want to reach the people, people that's where you go. But uh, it does seem weird that they would, in like the same breath, stick one game exclusive into their market and then the other one they're like actually the good one <laughs> we're gonna put that where the people are that's because they're gonna be able to pretty much print money with this thing nobody is is that clamoring for crackdown 3 where it was just it's better off just leaving it on game pass where eh, maybe i'll spend a dollar to play it for a month and then maybe i'll forget to cancel and it's more valuable to them to have you do that than you know if they put it on steam and steam took their 30 percent cut and they made a couple of bucks on it from there where this it's going to be episodic they're not releasing it all in one in one chunk they're gonna to have to buy each game you know as they come out it's I, I don't know what it's going to be if you're going to be able to buy it for one bulk price or if it's just going to you know be 15 dollars every couple of months as they release them but i haven't played a halo game since three and i'm excited to go back and check out the ones i missed i think it would be more interesting is you buy the pack but you can't play the next game till you beat the previous one good for me the, the they're actually starting with reach which is is strange i don't isn't know why it, it's a prequel isn't it it is yep um what what is it that draws you to halo what do you like about halo or well, is it just because it's, it was it's an, a, it's a, a nostalgia thing, thing for you it's a nostalgia yeah. thing it was it was the first multiplayer shooter that i played i used to go over to my buddy tim's house who's been on this podcast a couple of times and we everyone will bring a tv with them and an xbox we get 16 people together and play. And we did that through Halo 2. And then Halo 3 was really important to my college because it made me go to college for an extra two years and mechs drop out. So so that's that's your tie into it, though. That's why you love it. It's because it was a big part of yes, yes. Your, your life. Because I, I do have some like lasting memories of playing Halo 1 because I think I... I don't know if I bought it or had an actual CD or if you had an Xbox online. and didn't have Halo, you'd be probably the only person that had an original Xbox and did not have Halo. No, that had to have come to the PC because I think I played it late. I played so much Halo that I played so much Fusion Frenzy that I can play Twisted System with my eyes closed. because it was... They should just rename Fusion Frenzy as Twisted System because it's the <laughs> only game worth playing on it. And I will play that any chance I get. I'm waiting for that one to come out on PC because I will buy it day one, day and date. So yeah, your your Halo is like my magic, or if you have to keep smooth. it in video games, like Counter Strike transition. That was good. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I mean it was right it was there. my my first delve into multiplayer gaming. It was I mean Halo Three was I think my first big online multiplayer shooter. Um, I mean it was the it was the first game to do console first person shooter right so as somebody that didn't have the greatest pc in the world like i remember buying doom 3 and thinking that i was going to be able to run this and it ran at like four frames a second and it was awful yeah halo 2 was the like peak of getting all your friends in the same ecosystem playing online for hours a night and get like just planning and getting everybody ready got a lot of fond memories with that and I'm sure I'm not going to be able to recreate that with this game, but maybe even if I just get like me one time, if enough people that I know buy it, we can get a whole bunch of people together to play. I think that would be really fun. Plus, I am kids that, and they're married. Halo One and nobody plays anymore. <laughs> Halo One was the last video game I was good at. I mean, really good at. 
So I'm anxious to see if that still carries over. Uh, I want to go on a tangent here for a second in the same vein, because now that I'm thinking back at it and connecting the dots, Ryan is the reason I got married to my wife. If you, if you want to start at like the, the very beginning, because I got a EC sometime in like middle school, I think maybe late middle school. And he showed up with Phil to my house and gave me a gifted copy of Counter-Strike. So they were showing me how to play Counter-Strike because him and Phil had been playing. And I was garbage at it because I was like, W-A-S-D what? And nowadays, every time I sit down at my computer at work, my hands immediately drift to W-A-S-D and my mouse. But uh, we that was my intro to online games. And that's why I have an OG Steam account because it was pre predated Steam. And then uh, I started to get involved in the world of online games and just PC in general. I loved Final Fantasy. There was a Final Fantasy coming out to PC, which was right then in my wheelhouse. I played the MMO, met my wife, and that's how I got married. So in a roundabout way, Ryan is responsible for my current life situation. Way to go, Ryan. Child. You caught his shiny for him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm the shiny charm. What, what you're saying is Mex is definitely the godfather of your child. Because she wouldn't exist without him, so by law. Counter counterpoint, uh, should anything unforeseen happen, he will feed her dry ramen. <laughs> yeah, well... Since I don't know whose original idea it was, and Ryan showed up with Phil on the CD, then they have co-ownership of the uh, that title. You know Ryan what? I'm going to be real Ryan. nice and just let Phil take it. How okay. That? He, he can't no do problem. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would, I wish we could run like a simulation of like what would happen if Mex had a child that he could rear. And then we could just fast forward to the future 18 years and just, just compare it to the child that Steve raised. Some kind of like parent trap type situation, maybe with twins. Ah, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, Richard Garfield got laid off from Valve. He was working on uh, that uh, that there artifact game that's not doing too hot. I feel bad for that guy because I'm pretty sure since Magic, he's worked on a shitload of games that went absolutely nowhere. It's uh, I mean, it's hard to catch lightning in a bottle again. I mean. There hasn't really been a card game to take off to the, the level that Magic the Gathering has. Uh, you could make a case for Pokemon. I'm 32. Yeah. I still play that. <laughs> but, I mean, would the Pokemon trading card game exist without the Pokemon video game? Like, without the license? I mean, Nintendo started as a trading card company, so I would imagine they would. Yeah. So, the... Average player count of Artifact the last time I looked at Steam charts was 549 players for the last 30 days. I thought we could play a little game. I'm going to uh, tell you some games. You're going to have to tell me whether or not they have more or less players than Artifact in the last I mean, 30 days. Artifact is 78 times more popular than this podcast. so <laughs> That's not saying much for Artifact. Would you say the number was like five, 600 people? Five, yeah, 550 roughly. Okay. So we'll start out with, uh, let's go with 
Farming Simulator 17, a two-year-old version of Farming Simulator. And the I want to say yes, only because the farming sims have been hot recently. So you're going to say Farming Simulator is, is higher than uh, Artifact? Is that what you're saying? Take it oh, serious, Steve. This I will take game. it so Jeff can say no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no, and that Farming Simulator 19 is higher than Artifact. That's not you, the question, Jeff. You would uh, I make my you, own you would be wrong, Jeff, because Farming Simulator has four times more people playing it than Artifact does right Son now. Son of a bitch! <laughs> All right, here's one that hits I'm close to, to home. And I am down. Close to home. Ding Dong XL. More. Wait, isn't that a mobile game? Yeah. It's on Steam as well. Oh. Yeah. I actually don't know anything about that game. I know you guys talk about it, but as soon as you say the name, I, my brain just stops working. I'll say less. One and a half people played Ding Dong XL in the last 30 days. One not doing and a half? Not, <laughs> not doing very well. All right. Let's uh, which, let's which let's, let's change this up a little bit. How many Far Cries back do we have to go until we get to a game that less people are playing than Artifact? Far Cry Two. three, Blood Dragon. <laughs> Jeff, you got a guess? I said Far Cry two. The answer uh, would be Far Cry Primal. Uh, that means uh, Far Cry 3, yeah. Far Cry 4, Far Cry New Dawn, and Far Cry 5 all have more players than Artifact does right now. I and am last, struggling mightily. And last but not least, uh, a game that came out a long time ago, Spore. There's no fucking way people played Spore after it released, let alone in 2019. I'm going to say yeah. There's probably some weird, like, cabal of people that just keep playing and watching each other. Hearing it come out of your mouth, I know I'm wrong. <laughs> there are 656 people hey, yep. currently playing Spore. Artifact is not doing very well. Can but I again, tell you how pissed I am that Dark Spore went under? Right. Yeah, sure, you, you just did. The floor I, is like, yours. Like, you cannot play it. Like, it's... Because it was, uh, they tied it so heavily into always be on and online that when the servers shut down, that was it. Like I have it in my Steam list that I can download it, and you will never ever be able to play it again. Yeah, there's, there's no gonna be a lot of video games mod, like or... But there's no point, which is fucking stupid, because it was basically like a weird spore-ish Diablo clone. So well, it it does not need to have any online component whatsoever. They could have just thrown out like a patch or something to just be able to download the game and play it and try to beat it. Well, Artifact is not very popular, but you know what is Magic the Gathering? And uh, a couple of Magic the Gathering players here, and they came out with some new rules and some new boxes and some new sets. We're going to talk about them. Steve, you have the floor. Thank you. All of so, it. This is your moment. Own it. Thank you. Jeff, you're the only person who has no experience in Magic, right? None. All right. If you want to call what I have experience, then yeah, I guess I have experience. So one of the worst aspects to Magic, in my opinion, is the mulligan. Because uh, after you do it like twice, you pretty much almost want to just give up the game. Um, 
Ryan, are you still with us? Mm-hmm. He hasn't okay. been with us the whole time. So you almost played like pro-ish, right? <laughs> Pro-am, I guess. I played a couple of Grand Prix, yeah. Yeah, close enough. I mean, beyond FNM, beyond going to the game store, basically. Yeah. Is that your so... poker face? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so uh, traditionally in Magic, you get a hand of seven. And you gotta have land or mana to like play. And if you pick up none, you can't do anything. So you gotta discard your hand basically or let it ride. And you pick up six. And if you still get screwed, you pick up, you just keep going until you basically don't have a hand anymore. But it, there's like a certain limit to like maybe about four cards where you're just not, you're not gonna throw away a hand anymore. You're just gonna keep what you have. And, um, in the new Grand Prix or whatever one of their new things is, they have a London Mulligan rule, which I actually think is way superior and probably one of the best things they could have done to Magic if they make it legit. And so it's the same Mulligan pattern, but you always draw seven cards. And then uh, let's say you are on your second Mulligan, so you're only going to get to keep five. Then you draw your seven, and you get to pick two to put on the bottom of your library. So if you keep getting screwed for, for land or mana, you have two extra cards to, to find them, and then you just discard two. So the problem with this is like they people have built their damn decks around the fact that you need to have other cards in there. I, I think that they can't just drop this in the middle of a tournament. They need to like ease this in let people remake their decks and retest everything out because i mean this is a pretty seismic shift to the way magic works no they've been doing it for years like that's, that's been in development for forever because when i read the thing they said it's been an internal development and they've been yeah whatever using it and they're they're like the interaction so you're, making it, you're making it hard for me to have a counterpoint because i actually do think this is actually a pretty good idea yeah it is uh when i because i saw it and i was like oh what what the fuck is this rule and um, what I actually read, I was like, oh, no, that makes a ton of sense because, I mean, we go to the openings and uh, we'll play like limited. And it sucks when you sit there and you're like playing for first place and the first hand you get, it's like all land. There's nothing you can do with it. Absolutely nothing. So you ditch the hand, you draw and you get no land. And there's absolutely nothing you can do with that hand. So you throw it away. And now your opponent is starting with seven cards and you're starting with like four and you're fucked because they have card advantage and you're never going to be able to overcome. So at least now, by the time you mulligan once or twice, you should have been able to find something that you can then start the game with. No, it's, I mean, it's definitely a good idea. They need to do something uh, about it. I mean, they've handled it pretty well in the online versions of the game where they can force you to have a good hand. Yeah, that's um, that's is, a weird setup, but it, I I like that one too. So this is, I mean, this is you gotta you can't do that in real life. So I guess this is the best thing that they've come up with so far. Yeah, and it's it's not ob obtuse. Like you can still just release that rule, and people can understand it and start playing right off the bat. Um, uh, I don't really see a downside. It only had one weird interaction with a fringe card called like serum powder which did something like uh 
if you got that in your first hand, you could discard it and basically get a free mulligan because it was used in some like modern decks or something. But uh, they even figured out how to make that work around. So um, yeah, I I think Magic is really sort of picking up. Uh, they've always been pretty good at staying on top of their like rule sets. So I think that's going to be a really good change. Now, as somebody who's never tried it, or sorry, has attempted to try it many times, never got into it, would you say this is a good time to get in? In my experience playing Magic, which, granted, isn't really that old, um, I don't know if I'd recommend Magic, actually. Like, Done. I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I good as as like like I can tell that you have a personality that's probably not great for magic. Well, you're you're you, you're not, if you like having money for other is this, things. Is this because I own soap? <laughs> I magic players are smelly. That's the joke he's making. That that is the joke I have made. Yes. The problem that I have with magic nowadays is the same problem that I have with MMOs in that. The internet sucked the fun out of it. I think it was a lot more fun back in the day when they would tell you a new set is coming out. Maybe like five to ten cards would be spoiled. You would go on release day and get three packs or six packs, depending on your style of playing, and you have no idea what's in there. And it's a total darkness issue where you're playing on the same level that everybody else is. And I think that sort of had a great effect on the game that you could have a lot of fun because everybody was on that same playing field. And I liked going to a Friday Night Magic and you could play this deck that you randomly thought up of or just found some cards you thought were cool. And everybody else there had one of those too. And you could have a fun time with it. But that doesn't really exist anymore because now there's spoiler seasons where in late April, the next generic set is going to come out. So in mid-April, you will know every single card that's in there. They released that like a week beforehand. And so on release day, if you're going to draft or play sealed, people know what cards they're looking for. They know everything about the set. It's all been spoiled. It's all been picked apart and data mined. People have decks already completed. They they know how it's going to affect the future and the past of Magic before everything came out, and it killed the Magic. So would I recommend it nowadays? Probably not. If you could time travel back to the early 2000s or the 90s, would I recommend I, it? I, I am Abs working on the technology, but I have not perfected it yet. Yeah. I don't think you can go back to how it was. Um unless they decided that they're not going to do spoilers anymore. But even then, uh, day one, somebody's going to take a picture of every single card and you're going to be right back to where you were. You, and, the thing, you can still, you can still have fun. Like it's, you can't, I would say that now is a good time to hop into magic because I came back into magic about two years ago when we started playing again. And I had a lot of fun as long as the people you're playing with are not taking it too serious. 
No, no, that's Which, kitchen table magic, though. We, and that's, that's 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 that is magic to me. I don't. I have no interest in taking it to any other level besides kitchen table magic. I just want to yeah. play. I just want to do a quick draft with a couple of buds and play for a couple hours and drink some beers. Yeah, and I mean, if that's what you're looking to do. Then I think now is a great time to jump into magic if you have people to play with. If you're looking to go out to the store and uh you know play with other people you know on the, the release nights and things like that yeah maybe not so much because there's going to be somebody there that's taking it real serious See, yeah. my my interest in it would be strictly digital so playing one of the steam versions of the game not going well, out and well, then, investing then in actually definitely now now more than ever with arena it has it's the most accessible than it ever was before before you know with magic the gathering online um where you actually had to go out and buy packs to get cards and things like that like they give you enough cards in arena to put together a deck that you can win with there are basic decks that you can win games with i see yeah i i mean i'll i'll give it a go i think the the biggest problem that i have with it that i can't get over is it lost its creativity because there's no such thing as a deck that you can make yourself that's going to be competitive anymore. They've having the knowledge of every single card and the ability to network with so many people has distilled it into an environment where it's all about meta. So it's just like playing Dota 2, right? When everybody just started playing that game and nobody knew what the fuck was going on, every combination was a valid combination and it was kind of up to player skill. But now it's like, you must have this type of setup. You know, you must have two supports, two attacks, and a healer, or whatever it is. And uh, I think the loss of creativity has sort of damaged the game for me in a broader sense. I still love playing it with friends and doing kitchen table magic. And I still buy some of the product here and there. But um, it's, it definitely you know, for a pun's sake, lost some of the magic that it used to have. And I think kind of going corporate like they did also sort of damaged it a little bit because I liked the old sets and how they looked and the feel of the art. And now corporate has done things like mandated that the art kind of all has to look the same outside of a handful of no He's talking about covering up the tits. What? There used to be boobs. Oh, yeah, I guess there was, but <laughs> uh, but they also used to just have like oil painted ones. Like they'd have really yeah. cool art, but now no, I, I still, I, I mean, I just watched a box opening of Ice Age today just because it's fun to look at the old cards. Yeah, it is. Like they they were fucking badass back in the day. They'd be like, we made a card called Unholy Strength and put a pentagram in the back, and then people freak the fuck out, and so now there's no more pentagram in the back on the sets afterwards, but. Like they had, they're just like, hey, we're going to have a demon. Go draw a demon. And somebody would come up with something badass. But now the art is more restricted and they, they give them guidelines and it sort of is all the same shit. And I'm like, there's I a think, handful of cards that look good. but I, I think you're misremembering how awful most of the first 10 sets looked. The art oh. was really awful. Oh, no, no. Like there was some. Like horrible... 99% of the cards looked like dog shit. Yeah, but there there were that some 1%. gems in there. Like uh, one of my favorite old school cards that is totally garbage was uh, Leviathan. Like that was a 
absolutely amazing looking card art wise garbage card though what you don't want to sacrifice two islands just on tap <laughs> two more islands to attack it didn't matter you'll never be able to play it it costed like a 10 <laughs> 10 mana drop to to get it down yeah but uh, i mean magic means something different to each one of us to you it means absolutely nothing uh i dan it's kitchen table magic for me it was older than that i I had cards back in elementary school in like 2005 when fourth edition Mirage Ice Age were out and like nobody in school knew how to play, but it was one of those fads that took off for a little bit where everybody just had the cards. Fourth and I grade remember... was the first time somebody tried to teach me how to play it. So yeah. this, this is what I'm going to do this week. Am I now playing for next podcast? I will have Arena on there and I will get <laughs> through a tutorial and I will figure out how to cobble together a game. And that, that won't be too hard. They're gonna they're gonna hold your hand through it. Yeah, they 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 the tutorial levels don't they drop you into scenarios that are winnable. Yeah, you can't fuck them up. I have purchased and installed previous PC Magic games, and I have never made it past the tutorial. <laughs> yeah, no, most the... of, most of those like Magic. 2012 2013 games they're they're not good like they weren't good because you couldn't make your own decks like everything was so linear i mean they they had the the cards in it but like you couldn't customize it like anyway so like those weren't very good games but like magic arena is a really good game yeah the the platform for being able to do things was also not good in the old ones like how to actually function in a card game but um yeah, I mean, I've had a long history with Magic on and off, so I'll always have this interest in it, but because it's part of who I am after so many years. But eh, it, it's not the same as it used to be, and I think that's just a part of it getting older and adapting to a new world. Now, now, so, let me ask you, uh, as a fan, what would it take to get you excited, excited about Magic again? Oh, I still do every once in a while. It comes and it goes, though. Like, I was super excited about Commander when that was a set that came out. Because back in the day, there was only three ways to play Magic. You either played the current set, a modified uh, set that went back a little bit further, or, like, uh, an unlimited type thing, which was, like, all the sets, which was super expensive. And now there's Commander, Modern, Standard, Legacy, like uh, just a bunch of weird stuff in between. And I really liked Commander because in Magic, there's always cards that you'll never play. They're unplayable, like Leviathan. It costs way too much mana. And in a normal game, you'd be long dead before you ever got it out. And even if you could find a way to cheat it out, it's a piece of shit. But in Commander, you play with a 100-card deck instead of 60, and you can only have one copy of every card instead of four. And so the game slows down, and it's meant to be played with four people, and your life total is doubled. So it's a much slower game, and you get to play like the bonkers shit that you will never see really played. And to me, that was amazing. And I started buying the prefabricated um, commander decks, and I got in at the like hottest set. So... I bought all four, or, yeah, all four decks from like targets that I went to, 
and now they're all worth like triple because the print run wasn't that heavy and there's super awesome cards in them and like the commanders are valuable so the the one that i have just the face card is worth like 20 30 bucks i only paid like 25 30 for it in the store so there you go get on flipping magic cards that's the way you want to go well that's about all the time we have this week uh if you uh, like what you heard and you want to check out all the back episodes including last week's all ramen and mayonnaise special go over to youtube search game night now uh you can find us at gamenightnow.com yes we own a website we're in it for a year now <laughs> we're also Stay on us. all the podcast we're also on all the podcast services so until next week i'm dan with steve what's next. up ukraine gas station <laughs> and jeff we'll catch you next week <laughs>